the idea of what I want to do is has nothing to do with like a notoriety sense of it. If anything, like I'm trying to champion music as the the star. Music is the star. You know what I mean? And we sort of get to reflect its light a little bit and we get to worship and, and sing to it and of it. But it's not like it's not us. And I think that people get lost and artists get lost because they have to be the one who's harnessing it all when it's really you're just like kind of tapping into something that that you that anyone could tap into Hello, everybody. It is Monday, December. Why did I forget that? December. It's because it's that kind of year. Uh, December 14th. And I'm trying to fit, I'm trying to reach my goal of 20 episodes. This was number 14. And I'll get to the specifics in a second, but we're going to get pretty close. I don't know if we're going to get 20, but feeling pretty close, pretty good about the odds because we've still got, well, 17 days. We'll see if we can achieve it. This one. Wow. <laughs> we actually just finished, and this will be the easiest intro I've ever done because this episode, well, maybe not the easiest, but certainly it's flowing very quickly because uh, we got into quite a flow here and quite a rhythm, and there's really not a whole lot that needs to be said. Mr. Anthony Green himself joined us today. We did a little movement, uh, a little sauna, and an ice, and then we got in. We went right for the mics, and wow, it is a high energy, for me, relatively fast-paced conversation that just kept on feeling like a dance, just kept on going in the best of ways. It's very, very enjoyable. It was very enjoyable for me and for Anthony, and I think it will be for you. It's entertaining at times. I had a great time, and it, it's kind of like four different parts. The first part, you can tell, like, we are just ripping and roaring through it. It is fast-paced, and we're just going. I think I was actually just trying to keep up with him in some ways, not even really consciously. Second part, we get into, we kind of slow it down. I think we remember, oh yeah, we did the ice. <laughs> And then we get into some current events, uh, or at least more relevant stuff to hopefully everybody. All still movement themed and delightful. Needless to say, this was this was great. Thank you to Anthony. Um, <clears throat> he himself said this is going to be part one of of many, and I'm excited. It seems like that's been happening a lot. People are like, yeah, looking forward to part two. It's like, yeah, we're going to do part two. It's going to be great. So part one of however many, this is it, with Mr. Anthony Green, Doylestown local, not a rock star. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, I was like, hey, Connor, um, I just want to know your, I want to know your experience with Colin. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just met him. We've met a couple times. We've done cool things together. I got a really good vibe about him, and I just... 
I know you seem like a nice guy. I just want to say what, and he was like, yeah, he's like a fucking great dude. And, you know, he's really into what he's doing. He's not full of shit. And I'm just like, yep, that's the vibe I got on him too. But I like was wondering if it like would snake find back to you that I like was like just, I'm poking, I was just poking around, just making sure that you weren't like in this secret realm, you know, like uh, that you weren't like, you know, uh, you didn't like set baby shoes on fire and like think everybody's lizards or something like that. No, <clears throat> I've dropped all that. Secret, I've been lured in by secret like that. cult stuff. Yeah. Well, I think I used to, funny enough, what we were just talking about from when I was 23, I, I joked years ago and it might actually happen someday. I'm working on a book now, but it's not the same one. Um, if I, if I ever were to write a memoir years ago, I used to joke that it would be titled almost a cult leader and, <laughs> but not in any way. True, not true, just... Just like kind of a funny thing. A funny thing that I see, like, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I understand going that route. I mean, just look at what you've jokingly called me for yes. the... Yeah, exactly, yes. for the times that well, we've so we, been getting to know each other. So but Connor... I will... I'm No, he said nothing in his defense. The only thing he did say, and I'll come back to this, is like try to... Um, I'll be on the mic. He wants you to come, yeah. Oh, I will. On his. I yeah. told him I would already. Perfect. Yeah, it's easy. Podcasts are. <laughs> I was. I'm. A, I. I am not a good press guy. Like when I had to do press for things and interviews for things, like I'm just not. I maybe I'm not made out for that type of stuff. There's people that I hear do interviews and do press things for their things they're promoting, and I've never been very comfortable in those things. I've never been that comfortable in my own skin in general, but. For stuff like this, and recently because of the pandemic, I've been doing more things like this. And it, to me, it's just like, it's almost like hitting record and jamming. Yeah, you this know? isn't a press It's not really. like an interview. Or do you like, have something to promote? <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Even when I do, I actually don't. Um, so it's like a thing where I actually, it's like jazz. And it's like just capturing the moment of a conversation where you can discover a lot of things that way. I like the jazz comparison. In fact, Feldenkrais, the one of the tools I integrate into my movement coaching is often taught as learning how to play jazz. And the best thing about jazz, which relates to so much that we've already been talking about, is you do have to learn the rules first. Yeah. Right? Would you, well, I mean, there, there's like fundamentals. Like you got to learn how to play. But that's, that's what I mean by know? rules, the fundamentals. Yeah, it's like skateboarding. Like as soon as you can get on the board and like feel comfortable on the board, like... You can call whatever you want, anything. But you, you, do a trick, you yeah. learned the fundamentals. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even the kid who like learned how to play guitar just by ear and listening, like he taught himself, you know, it's still, you have this foundation of functionality, you know. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. The, fun, the functional components, the foundational components. Yeah. All it was funny because when we were talking, you said something weird to me. You make make sure you're not. You too, said either move. So I, it. This is what I do. I I Steve, <laughs> I Steve you wonder all over the place, and I'm like having a conversation, looking over there. My bad. I'm gonna do, you ask my band or my sound guy too. I'm cupping the mic, or I'm like pulling the mic away from my face, or I'm, I'm I have t terrible mic technique. It won't matter. Joe and Lorenz will have fun yeah. editing it anyway. Um, but but so you generally said, so like I tease you because you look like I oh, uh, white. Superman, Jesus, wellness, Jesus. And, um, but like, that's like more, you know, it is, it's like, you know, it's like a very, there's a thing, you know, where if you're like a dude and you have like a 
good physique like that. You're like, you know, they have this. And, long, and I was like kind of teasing hair. you about it, but you're, you know, uh, it's obviously like, a, I meant it as a compliment. But um, when someone says rock star to me, <laughs> it's weird. So when we were doing, well, you're a rock, and I, I, I meant to say something right then, but I didn't. Be, I don't know why oh, I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't, it's not that I, I don't like the, the word at all. I don't consider myself that. And I never, ha I haven't been that. And I, I think that there are people that are that thing, like a rock star, but I am, I feel like I'm so anti that in every way, you know, like, a, like that mentality that like eighties, even nineties, like mentality of like the artists and the excess and the things like, I kind of, I kind of hate that. Sure. And it, it it comes along with people know, like they think oh you're a bu musician or you're you have like a following or something like that and they think that you and when I hear that I just get I, I picture like the worst of people you know like guys doing shitty things backstage well, what I am is and I I like and it took me a long time to to be comfortable with this but I'm an artist mm -hmm. and I love being an artist and you know. Um, it provides me the freedom to do whatever, you know, like that doesn't mean I have to sing a song or write a poem, you know, like I could literally just like go trash picking today and make something and be proud of it. And I have a little community I built with people that will like see some sort of uh, creative or growth value in that. Cause there is. Indeed. And the context was posture related. We were talking yeah. about <clears throat> the ability to change how you're able to breathe and, yeah. and hold yourself a different way. I remember what I said. And I honestly, I think felt like a total N dweeb when I said nobody it. Nobody ever means it in a bad way <laughs> yeah. ever. When people say it to me and they're like, uh, I'm like always like kind of flattered too, because it's like, it like implies a would, certain amount of success like or something. Yeah. Like it, it implies that you're successful and that's cool. But I also just like, I hate, just like the ex, like, and not to say that I haven't fucked around with excess and all that stuff, but like the idea of what I want to do is, has nothing to do with like a notoriety sense of it. If anything, like I'm trying to champion music as the, the star, mm. music is the star, you know what I mean? And we sort of get to reflect its light a little bit and we get to worship and, and sing to it and of it, but it's not like, it's not us. And I think that people get lost and artists get lost because they have to be the one who's harnessing it all when it's really, you're just like kind of tapping into something that, that you, that anyone could tap into. Yeah. You know? Music's just a way. Yeah. I think Annie Lennox said something like that when she was just on Russell's podcast, it was really relevant. Mm -hmm. And I know we both listen. So everybody's looking for something, right? That's what she said. I that's, think so, but it was that's, a very that's just from succinct <laughs> version of what you just said about music as a particular um, way of expressing something, of course. But you're reminding me of, did you ever read, did I bring this up, U2's autobiography? Yeah, we, you said something I about did, it. God, because it's so consistently yeah. relevant, man. Um, mind if I paraphrase it? No, do it. Well, around that same time that I was just talking about a moment ago when I was 24... Yeah. Uh, actually, I had to turn 25 at that point. I was reading his autobiography. Griffin and his mom and I were living in Floyd, Virginia, literally on a hippie commune. And I was definitely deep in excess at that time. It was that whole, this, it was the end of a potential culty way of being. Yeah. <laughs> and his autobiography really helped me, or their autobiography really helped me 
especially with those other two things we've talked about being man and being human, which we'll get to. And yeah, he very clearly outlines how for him, Bono in particular, of course, he needed to reconcile for himself that the only way forward was to balance that kind of excess of a quote unquote rock star slash artist slash hedonistic um, creator with the foundations and the functional foundations of man in relationship to wife, potential children, and larger community. Like you needed to balance the two. And that is actually what With or Without You literally is about. That's such a beautiful song. And knowing that makes it for me all the more beautiful. Yeah. The need to balance the two and not get lost in those excesses because yeah, even then, I mean, he was actually living in that time that we're referring to, but he yeah. could see it, of course, Yeah, in that time. It makes sense. It does. Which gets to as a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or barely human. Right. I like what you said in the, you said in the sauna that you're. Like I can't, I can't identify myself as anything. Like I don't even know what I am on this earth you know like what you're talking about this time where you're like where where bono had to figure out his mission what is my mission why am i here how do i take care of what i want to do with music how do i have a family it's almost like he had to accept it not figure it out but just accept it accept it yeah well you know like you had to clear the dust away from it a little bit i think that when we do that it's it's scary you know and it takes a lot of letting go and I know for me, the hab- old habits and resentments and even just like the traditions of our society are so beaten down into me. So I want to call myself, you know, a man or a woman or whatever. Like, who the fuck cares, man? Like, I don't know what, like, for me, for, every, for as myself as an individual, this is my journey. I'm not talking about like if somebody needs that for themselves, that for myself I am really just trying to be a human being and a human being who also has been told I am one thing or the other from birth. So the idea of examining who I, what I think of myself outside of what I've been told from my birth is something very enticing to me. And I, I like to examine those things. So I've been told I'm this man my whole life. Well, what happens if I take that stigma and I take that word away and I take in all the things that I think I know about it away? What does that leave me with? You know, I like that. I really love that aspect of it. It's like a death, you know, and um, and some things need need to die. You know, like some things need to go extinct. Some things need to go away. So I'm never gonna like dig my heels in and be like, I know what's right or wrong for anything other than for myself. And right now, it's like hard for me to know what it is important to label myself as, and why. And you're okay talking about what you were also bringing up with your son. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, you know, you liked what I, that sort of promo I did for Wide Open that's tonight. And I'm curious what you heard from that specifically, but I'll acknowledge something that's really. It seemed to me like you wanted just a, you were like, hey, I want to, I want to, you know, start a men's support group. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, we've been doing it for a while, actually. It started. Or open it up. Yeah. Open it up to everybody. Yes, especially because it's actually sort of upgrading. We're going to start recording ourselves yeah. in that one room in the back. I can't imagine how it's to be a, a, an individual or a man or whatever you want to call yourself in this 
fucking world. I can't imagine what it's like for somebody who is born and and not feeling like they were could identify with what their their body was. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like a man who was had to transition into you know the male avatar or whatever. Like <clears throat> to me, that almost requires more attention. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's. Oh, it's important. Well, yes, and and the the sort of I guess guideline that's really become more and more obviously relevant and helpful uh, that was birthed out of some of the last eight months when we've really gotten into these conversations as men is that absolutes are always bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is. If it's not obvious, a absolute in and of itself. Yes, which is part of the challenge, and it's it's a great catch-all. Like I said, I have those fail safes I've been in, like because mm-hmm. because I can see from my early twenties, like oh wow, if I don't, if I, I it's sort of like a <clears throat> I feel like like a mutant sometimes. I've programmed to make sure that I know not to go certain areas. Like there's a um, I've I've built in the. Well, you know, this the safety. We have the we have the benefit of being able to edit the shit out of anything we want to. So let's just let it all go down. If if like someone comes, oh out no, I don't worry. Not worried about that. No, no. I mean, I've built in in terms of like making sure that I don't get myself into trouble with myself. Like, okay. I remember earlier on in life, like, oh, okay. I've learned fortunately from all of that. Yeah. And it's kind of why I resist the certain titles and certain things too. Just like I don't want to fucking become one of the something like. Yes, because of the key danger, if I could hone in on one one risk that's unfortunately not all that obvious to seemingly most people is absolutism, and it's endemic, and it happens all the time. Yeah. Just the simple idea that you, you figured it out implies yeah. some kind of absolute ending. Like, no, you haven't. You figured it out for the moment. Yeah. Something's going to change. Something's yeah. gonna throw you for a loop. Yeah. But you can get better at exploring that. Yeah. I think the the paradox in a way is knowing you can get better at exploring what's new with a certain sense of self, a certain foundation. And that's what I mean in that what I was saying, a solidity and fluidity. Because right. I don't know if it's good. I question how good it is to throw away yeah. the foundation. I think that's part of the the challenge and the paradox is having both and being able to maintain both. I think both. It, I, you know what you're I think what I'm hearing is that you need to be like perpetually arriving somewhere that as soon as you feel like you yes. get to a place where you're you know you you have like you have it figured out or like that that's when you need to keep that's when you know you need to keep going you know and keep you're like perpetually becoming you're never going to like get there. But the paradox is in ter- putting it into language it's so beautiful and poetic you're con- yes perpetually or constantly both yeah arriving and you can doesn't mean you're it doesn't <laughs> like it just because you're never gonna arrive somewhere doesn't mean you stop searching you know and stop going but the idea in and of itself of it also that, doesn't mean that you're not present right like well being present balance all these words like they they they're tricks because you don't you're not attaining nirvana or attaining balance <laughs> balance like if you look at that scale like that ever you know forever that people would you know and you want to try to get it up and the thing is it doesn't do that right you know um, even if ever it doesn't do that it's the nature of everything is moving so maybe the thing is acceptance 
and accepting the fact that you are going to be in this constant state of waxing and waning, of forgetting and remembering, of falling up and getting back on, of fucking up and correcting, of yes. broken and heal, you know, all those things. The duality of it. And we separate it. We try to keep them as individual things that we have to tame on their own. When really, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It is. But it's so... It's a, the, it's a paradox. It's, so it's, well, like, it's, it's like easy to comprehend and also like completely inside out of everything we're used to. I'm not, well, right, right, right. And you know me with my, you, as you said, I'm picky with the words. I like to say that it's simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Because actually, I think if it was easy, this would be a relatively normal way for humans to operate. Yeah. And we, I think we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation. We wouldn't like have to. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my hope is that Actually, it is the norm someday yeah. because I do think, like I, I was talking with a client this morning about how no matter what your little obsessions are, if you're not curious about how to improve education, yeah, there's really no point to your argument. There's no your argument has no value because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're like you were saying, capitalism, socialism, what all of these isms, all of these absolutes, all of these excesses, the only way anything's really going to improve is if it's largely, if it's for most of us or yeah. enough of us, and that's only going to happen functionally with a better education model. Yes. I don't think there's any other way. Anything else is, is forcefulness and violence and... Yeah, clearly nobody well, wants every, every uh, the thing of the farce is, is our society is literally set up as like we're like in a bat we're like in constant warfare mm -hmm. and so everybody is like in school and shopping and doing their shit and on the internet but rather regardless we're literally at war defending ourselves constantly in constant conflict all over the world our government and and other foreign governments and everything and so everything about where everything comes from but you meant like individually too. I, i'm not saying both yeah i'm saying like a, as a society everything is is crutched up against this system that is balanced out by people battling each other and fighting for power like that's the game of the world that is happening like between countries and power structures and we exist in like a little world that's like propped up by that and there's so much tension in there Mm. And people are like, why is there violence? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like we literally murdered and killed somebody for what you have right now and their families. Mm. Everything is propped up on violence. And so that's what I mean by like kind of going in and de um, deconstructing certain traditions, certain things. Like who's to say like- Like Santa. <laughs> like Santa. Or even just like who's to say if we're born- Okay, we're born in this in this world that we have right now in America, okay? And you're born, you're sort of assigned you're a boy or a girl because of your thing, okay? And that's, I get that. It makes sense for a lot of things. A lot of the ways that our society have been structured throughout the years has benefited from having those things, okay? Possibly. <laughs> but on a larger scale, I wonder what the fucking shit would look like if we didn't have that. And it wasn't this thing that you have to be a certain way and you have to be a certain way immediately right out the get. 
And we could just let people develop into what their skills are for their own person. So if somebody is, <clears throat> you know, has certain types of genitalia, but then also certain types of skills, it's like not something that's, because now it's just, we, we have to deal with things that things are weird or not weird or shouldn't be weird or whatever. And we have to have that conversation. But imagine if we just flattened the curve at the beginning and we didn't have that. And I wonder about that. And you can't have that conversation with some people who are like threatened by it. And then you can't have the opposite conversation with people who are threatened by the absence of it. So it's like, you know, and being a guy and being, you know, so privileged my entire life growing up, I get to ask and wonder these questions from a place where it doesn't have to fuck with me like it's fucked with a lot of people. And I realize that too. But in that search, I wonder if I can make a difference for people like my my son or anybody else so that they can grow up in a place where they don't necessarily have to feel like they're strange because they like have this inherent thing that I'm wondering if it's like been a part of a society forever. And we've just kind of like, since we've had this like, okay, we're going to have these structures and these traditions, we're going to make this weird. I don't think it should be. I think it might actually offer a really good benefit to have like less of a, orientation behind our shit but who knows i don't fucking know you know i i naturally want to go against things so when like there's this thing where it's like yeah everybody's been taught this is the way there's two like, i naturally want to be like the punk in me wants to be like fuck you <laughs> there's a hundred of whatever and we say what it is and everybody can do whatever they want you know um but i wonder my mind wonders <laughs> wondering and wondering <laughs> genders be and it it wasn't there's a bit of context to that sort of promo from last night, which was built out of actually the last episode I did where we unintentionally or unexpectedly kind of got into some of this as well. But I don't, I think like you, have any sort of hill that I'm trying to die on with any of those specifics. I'm more interested in, like you said, we, funny enough, have a very similar privileged background, apparently. Yeah. I, we found out or apparently we went to the same high school, which is probably relevant. In a unique high school, relatively speaking, um, I think the the focus usually for me is like what's hence the name of the business, hence reality as a consistent sort of word I use. Like what's agreeable enough for most, if not all of us? Yeah, and that to me imply if if that's even possible that there are. I think there better are. agreements that implies that yes, the foundation has to improve, and I believe it can, mm -hmm. and I do believe it should, and I believe that is implicit for being intelligent at this point to see that the foundation needs to improve. The question is how and and, and what are the improvements? I've been focusing on not be, it's sort of like my, my artistry if you will is just to allow whatever's um whatever it is that i think whatever it seems like i need to be seeing i'm just allowing myself to see it and what i'm seeing are possible agreements better agreements and simpler ones that don't get us caught up in these excessive little tit for tats and battles and wars as you said yeah because that i don't think it's going to get us it anywhere good quickly <laughs> it hasn't yet you know things have been a certain way for a really long time that's why the only that's why i just feel like well you know if we've been looking at mental health mental health a certain way as a culture 
and it's not working, obviously, let's take us, let's reverse it. You know, like let's put more, invest, let's invest more into it. Let's invest different into it. You know, if, hmm. you know, people are every year killing themselves more, uh, getting hooked on opiates, um, you know, killing each other, like husbands and wives, uh, you know, all this stuff is going up. And I think that we, we have, if we want to see changes in those things, we have to take a step back as, on, as a culture and see how we, what we value and what we truly value. You know, and I think that being a culture of war makes that very difficult. A culture of war, which I think is also rooted in something not so obvious, which I think we've been kind of hinting at, which is the, you know, the implant that we get and we're not even aware of it, but we're capable, you can become aware of it, is that you're driving yourself over and over to some kind of arbitrary and unachievable end yeah and in that that's an it's like an addictive spiral that you can't get out of yeah and if you start to recognize that from what i can see you get to slow down yeah <laughs> and you get to you can basically just stop that you can stop that and i don't think that we understand the danger of that enough like the idea that no matter what your particular absolutism or your ism is you're still operating as if there's some kind of end that you need to drive towards right <laughs> that well that's i think that's and a default don't. setting it like, is the default but setting. it's happened i'm not saying it as like i see human i think that i've de like we have developed this over time yeah it's i don't just, think it's natural they're, they're literally it's not because in no other time in nature does that exist. Well, no other species really no, seems Nothing to. like that. Like nothing natural does that. You know, like. As far as we can tell, but it seems pretty clear. Like the point when you see a little kid or like. The Kids don't really do that. Like in general, like you watch a baseball game. You know what I mean? Like you're watching the game play out. You know, you're, the point isn't to be, get it over with. You know what I mean? The point is to play. You know, like when you're listening to music, there isn't, there isn't like. The idea of isn't making it happen all at once or get the, the crescendo has to has to build have a build up, you know, and has to have a outro, you know, like for there needs to be um there needs to be like almost context or something to it all, you know? Yeah, and then you do it again. And then you do it again. But that word context isn't is again back to baby in the bathwater. Like Context to me is synonymous with a little bit of that solidity or that yeah. foundation. Do you think that people forget to have fun? Uh, well, that's a, <laughs> was it you I was saying this? Yeah. This cheesy thing about putting the fun and Yeah. Fun? Yeah. Of course. And play. Thing, fun and play. Dude, yeah. people, I, I, I'm, I am. I know we forget. I am such a bad, <laughs> I have such a bad brain. And I get so easily slipped up into moments of depression or whatever. But I honestly think as a society and as a, as a human race, we forget about fun and play with everything. And it's like we're we have this huge game that we're playing as like a country. This game where we've decided we've made an agreement that money is this and that time is this and that work is this. And we all and it doesn't seem to be working as a whole for everybody, but it, there's so much invested in it by other people who are kind of able to escape it a little bit. 
And so it's just going to keep going and going and going. And that's what it seems like. I get very easily caught up in the, and I forget that like, oh dude, I'm supposed to breathe and enjoy this. Like, I don't need to be texting back right now. I don't need to be plugged in right now. I don't need to be working right now. I can be admiring the sound that the birds are making outside, or I can be like watching this person across the street and just, or I can be, you know, just be in my own skin for a second. Um, you know, those are things that I, I didn't understand the value or I didn't feel the value in as a younger person. And being, you know, whatever I am, like being a, a drug addict and being an artist and being somebody who is uh, a spiritual expeditionary, whatever, I'm, I'm constantly wanting to redefine what I need to do in order to, to help people to be with my, my be good father and to fucking make cool noise. That's it. And the, and everything that comes down that path is, is, is good. And if you want to like play around with trying to give things like, you know, negative or cognitive context, like they're good. I see it as light and good. Like everything that comes down, even if it's flattening me, even if it's like humiliating to me, it's, it was for a good purpose. It just humiliates my avatar, which needs it, humility. But that's one of the things I love about the ice. Oh, you be- <laughs> Is because the ice, <laughs> you bra- it breaks down everything. doesn't matter who you think you are. doesn't matter who you like or don't like, what kind of music you like, and your fucking jeans, and your fucking money. You get in that ice, and you're fucking cold, and you're freezing, and you're going to die. And everybody has that reaction. And that's what I love about it. There's very little in life that will offer you that type of consistency. Very little. Yeah. Hardly anything. That's it's a small list. Yeah. And to me that is one of the top And it's items. like you're going to live you're going to you could cut yourself or you could jump in the ice. You know what I mean? You could do that. You could mm. you could smoke tons of weed, you know, which I've done that or you could do whatever or you can jump in the ice. And for me, the idea of jumping in the ice was so absurd and still is very absurd. But I also would smoke crack that I watched a guy take out of his asshole because I wanted to get away from myself a little bit. So I'm open to trying things. <laughs> so maybe if I'm not going to worry too much about where this crack was made and how, how much of this guy's asshole is inside of the thing I'm about to put all over my face and smoke... Um, you know, maybe I can jump in some ice and see if it does anything for me. And it brings, it puts me in my, it, it simultaneously takes me out of myself and puts me into the true nature of myself, which isn't like this thinking thing. It's literally beyond that. It's like the thing that's sitting in the control booth of the matrix that's like plugged in. That's what I feel like I connect to that, that self that doesn't get jealous, that doesn't want anything but good things to happen to everybody. Like that's where I go. Like, fucking path of least resistance right to that shit. So, and I, for some reason, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, I brush my te- I'm brushing my teeth this morning. I'm like, I'm not doing the cold thing today. It's going to be <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and it's like, dude, it's this one thing makes you feel like it's like, honestly, I can compare it to, I can compare it to like a drug experience, a psychedelic experience. The breathing that happens in the moments and, and the way I feel afterwards. And it's pure connectivity. If you want it. It can also probably be an absolute nightmare for somebody. 
but it literally opens a very uncomfortable path for you to take into a, a place, into yourself that exists. Pure calm. It's actually quite warm yeah. when you get into that state. But then what happened to me in there today was that I started thinking and I got like struck by lightning and I had to get out of there. And it felt like that. But I was, I was literally, I was floating for a little while, just like in the ether. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say it was your second ice bath today. And the first time you did not have that panic you I knew I was ready completely but yeah I think an important thank you for that it was a wonderful shift and I was gonna Sorry. make the same shift as well because there was it was almost like we're all right we're ready for part two that was a really like full speed part one now let's shift and let's tone it down and here we go with the ice because the ice has I believe the best thing about the ice is actually sort of what you're hinting at with it, which is its objectivity, but the specific thing as opposed to a trip, which isn't inherently bad. Yeah. I like them too, but the ice isn't a trip in my vocabulary or the way I perceive it because it makes you present with yourself, meaning you're in your body, yeah. not escaping your body. Yeah. You're not out of your body. <laughs> you're you <trapped>. are completely <laughs> you're fucking aware trapped. of yourself <laughs> and your body. Well, yeah, it's like you have so to. So the escapism- You have to deal. Is not, the, yeah. And the only reason it would be a nightmare ever, which of course is not how I do it, is if you were forced, if somebody forced yeah. you and if you forced yourself, which is why it was good you got out, like you said, and like you didn't want to get back in. It's yeah. good because that would be a form of you're violating yourself in a way or it's forcing. Tell you what, I've, I, I'm not, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I have been in situations where I have put down the firm, I'm not doing this. And then the thing that I was resisting is what I really needed to do. So there, there's a question there for What's me. What's an example? I mean, I, I, when I went skydiving, oh God, okay, that terrifies I, I was me. <laughs> literally, I was literally over it. I was like, nope, not doing it. I don't give a fuck. I'll be the guy that goes down and like not, doesn't do it. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not doing this. Like, fuck you. I'm not doing it. And if it wasn't for this guy that really kind of, I mean, I was strapped to him, but if it wasn't for him knowing to say, hey, you're going to do this right now. You came here to do this. I'm not going to let you put, like, you know, like get out of this. Um, then I might not have, and I might've missed out on one of the most incredible experiences of my life and still justified it. Cause I know people who just chose not to do it and still think that it's like the, it's fine, but yeah, I'm not there yet with that one. My rational you're never brain is still not there. You're never gonna be, yeah, yeah. because what because you... it's just like fucking crazy, dude. It's Ari, like... I know a lot of people have done it. Ari's done it. She says it was amazing. <sighs> yeah, but I just say I I don't know of any. I've never. I mean, it's just hard to imagine a state of mind. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. You know what I mean? I feel like it's it's born out of like people who already have a, a thirst for that shit a little bit. But also like- Like a little risky yeah. sort of thing? Like a, yeah. Yeah, despite- like You have to be sort of not afraid to die. Right. And- What's the date today? <laughs> I died last year. 12, Four 14. days from now. In 12, 18 last year? Mm -hmm. Okay, go on. I died for better part of 10 minutes. 
Wait a from second. Hang, o- hang from, on a from second. From an opiate OD. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Before, because I'm sure there's like all kinds of crap that I'm trying to like make sure we're yeah, I'm sorry. keeping together here. But <laughs> hold that thought. Right? And we're not going to forget that that little nugget. Um, just like give it a sec. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. We are talking about death. No, we weren't. Yeah, but I was yeah, se- I was yeah, segwaying. We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> um, well, there's a value in spontaneity and impulsivity and taking a risk. And obviously adventure, like, yeah. and that's part of play. I think part of playing is is allowing yourself to go on that adventure. It's yeah. a question of just but with the ice, it's how like reckless. You, you know you're not going to die with the ice, and you have to sort but of. But not everybody <clears throat> does. Some people right. worry, literally worry about that. Right. Legitimately, yeah, like they're going to freeze. Or they're going to get right, but they, or <clears throat> their hearts going to. I think stop that working. that needs to be a factor in the equation for some things, for some people, in order to get that rush and when you're playing with the skydiving thing there's a lot more of that element of risk in that equation and so i mean you get more of that rush all right and now i know where i want to go with that before i hear about last year because that's probably a biggie so no i don't really want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) i think what you yeah what you just sparked for me is is this so Like our lives are too safe then. And there's the excessive domestication um, and so-called security. It's actually a trap. Mm -hmm. That's actually part of why these tools are so captivating and becoming increasingly popular because, yeah, my life is too too stupidly safe, so to speak. You don't have to go out and kill for your food. But you don't, you know? we don't even have to go to that extreme of like, oh man, we need to get back to hunting. Like, no. You don't have to worry about your shelter. We need to just yeah. allow for uncertainty. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and you Mystery. Know what, you know what that is sometimes? Sometimes that means Doesn't, like, I just, having the conversation with Jill at the grocery store who you never would and giving her a little yes, bit of time to terrifying listen. terrifying for some people. Exactly. Yeah. That's why so, that's why anxiety and depression and social anxiety are quote unquote on the rise. And so, I mean, I'm willing to say that that's probably why, because the unintended consequence of making everything so quote unquote safe is we're negating an inherent need, a human need, which is mystery or the unknowable or the uncertainty. We don't have to make it sound so, it doesn't have to be so provocative. Like you got to face death. You got to go. No. Get your hands bloody. It doesn't have to be absolute at all. Could be different for like it's like you're. It could be different for everybody. Yeah. Like my. my, But it's a need. It's not a thing that like you might want. It's what you need. Yes. And that's be that's important because again, I'm not saying there aren't people out there that might have some kind of mutated thing that they don't need to be run like that. But I feel like the human body. I don't think that's a fully developed human, though. I think yeah. there's something. <clears throat> Maybe. I think that's a way. I don't think so. I just, no. I don't. That's a bit robotic. I know for myself that there have been periods in my, in my life where I didn't see being, a, being uh, I didn't see awareness, like self-awareness and, and being active as a thing that were important. And those were times in my life where I, w- I was suffering the greatest. Of course. And the times in my life where I would, even just like not taking it seriously, not try- I'm not trying to be fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know what I mean? But I'm trying to, I'm trying to put my body in a state where it's ready to um, 
to run around with my kids, to run around on stage, to, you know, take a severed arm out of a shark's mouth if I need to, or to save my son's arm, like from, you know, like uh, what we're talking about with Shark Week. I just want to be, you know, I just want to be alive. And that's what I want. And I want to feel connected. And I think that's where the wellness stuff comes in. That's where a lot of people go to the gym just for that. You of course. Know, a lot of people do the like a like an ayahuasca ceremony or trip or do drugs or do the gym. Just this connectivity that hap- that we're doing right now or that happens when you talk to Jill at the grocery store. I think that it it's the kind of the key that you come into something like this. I talk you I talk so much to you when when we're in here. Part of it is talk therapy for me. I'm able to come in here and say, my wife this, my my whatever, my kids this. And we can relate on that way. And then we're also we're also exercising the thing in our bodies that would be exercising if we were hunting and making our shelter today and we were doing all that stuff. So we're decluttering a little bit. And in that way, you're also making a lot of space for spirituality. Because when you're not so focused on like how you look in your jeans and what everybody thinks about you and all this shit, which happens, I think, if you don't exercise your nervous system or some shit in some way, for me at least, um, then you get caught up in that shit. And there's like no room to be spiritual. You're like worried about how you look to everybody, you know? Of course. And and even more perhaps universal example, like take what we're, the little bit that we've even been exploring thus far, the challenge has literally just been essentially postural or skeletal organization, yeah. just standing differently. And picture what we've been doing. The distinction is really just like you said, allowing for space, but actively and intentionally yeah. and lengthening and reorganizing for more space. The opposite of it is essentially just letting gravity yeah. pull you down and being a lump. Yeah, And it's not complicated. Again, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's no. not complicated in the sense that, yeah, being a lump is bad for your brain yeah. because you're limiting life you're Blood limiting flow. the capacity for flow yeah. which is needed you're limiting the capacity not just blood flow not like actual more or less you could say spiritual energy energy which is a weird i i you know the word energy gets fucked around accurate. so much i feel it though like you can, the qualifiable thing when you get close to another human being like you feel it man you feel their heart you think our hearts right now are beating in syncopation with one another and they do that carts do that we have the labs measuring it it's a right it's here. a thing like we could google it right now like you're when you get around <laughs> when you get around in other people That's your what hearts this start monitoring. to do that yeah. you know we are like we're like you know it, it's i try to step back when i feel myself getting too hippie hocus pocusy about things but i do feel that there's incredible value you know in people just coming together on a very small scale to help each other and i think sometimes it becomes more difficult the bigger the group is but in general like that's what alcoholics anonymous is you know it's one addict helping another you know you and i what we're doing in here it's literally it's just one addict helping it's one human helping another human and that's how we do it you know and, but, but when we're, when you and I are in the grocery store, we might see each other and I might be like, oh man, this guy thinks he's better than me. Oh man, this guy's like, and then, oh, I bet you he could kick my ass. Oh, I bet I'm going to say, and you know, like, I bet his cock is this and whatever. Like, maybe that's just what I think. I've been thinking about cocks all the time, but, um, you know, the, and that keeps us blocked from each other. That's why I love singing. Cause it's basically like, you're just, you're just suck, you're just getting, you know, you're like, you're tipping, you're, you're getting, you're so close. It's like a big penis. Um, 
I digress. We'll get into that in the next. <laughs> we'll get into part in part, part two. two. It reminds me of a Louis C.K. bit, which we were talking about last night too. But hold. All right. So yes, and I want to. I think put a, a attempt to put some kind of clear. Um, I, I don't know wrapping for this. Way to try. You try to wrap this up into a nice little. I would love to see you wrap this up in a night. I'm going to make it so messy for you. This thing It's yeah. going to be like wrapping a wet lobster when you're done with well, it. Let me try for a second, <laughs> and then you can rip it up. Like. Be, be a good sport here and let me try. <laughs> Just in the sense of that piece about uh, the the need for movement in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, what is that really about? And obviously, yeah, your muscles and bones and your blood flow and your you know respiratory system, et cetera, et cetera. But what we're actually talking about, we've done it unintentionally, is talk about the need for movement in all contexts the macro, the micro, the individual, the collective, constantly. You even said it once, like the constant need for movement. The, the trick is to remember that and allow for that over and over and over. <clears throat> or what we've essentially outlined in different ways, or you end up getting stuck. Yeah, And you can get stuck in a lot of ways. And the hippie trip, by the way, having lived at literal communes, is... <laughs> Of course, no different than any other kind of trip if you're not careful, because it's just another kind of absolutism. Mm. Obviously, I think you and I both have a lot of hippie kind of values. The only real piece that I push back on, and it's a big part of why I stopped doing what I was doing in my early 20s, um, and the polar bear part emerged, as I pointed that beautiful piece behind you, um, I love that. is that I realize there's a need to, it's not fair to call it aggression. And I know we both played with that word before, but it's not, I don't think it needs to be called that, but to respect, there's a, there needs to be a respect for, um, how do you say this? I guess sometimes you got to push. Mm-hmm. It's not always just allowing. It's not always just flow and kumbaya. Well, and if it was, I wouldn't be here today because I, this morning, had to encounter it's, this yeah. thing that was saying, <laughs> hey, you know what? You don't need to work out and do the sauna and ice bath today because of whatever. Like, oh, I have some work I have to do or whatever. I'm like, I'm my own boss and I still end up being like, oh, you have all this work you have to do. It's got to be done today. Like, actually, I can fucking do whatever I want. But I use things, you but, know? With that, again, the, that little bow is just speaking to a very primary trick. Just remember both. Yeah. Yes. Mostly probably allow and... <clears throat> Remember, you sometimes push. Mostly, probably, <laughs> flow, but remember your foundation. So last year, <laughs> last year. Go to last year now. I was at a, I will know that that was a, a different thing. Well, you can I do was both. at the beach okay. in the wintertime. And I was going to jump in the water, you know, just to jump in and jump out. Like a polar bear. Like a polar bear. Mm. And um, I got to the beach and my kids were there. And I was like, knocking, I'm not doing this anymore it's too fucking cold and windy and i'm not gonna do it <clears throat> and um my son whether he was being facetious or not i was talking to him the whole way there about how i was gonna do this and i was gonna get a rush from it and so he was like yeah you probably don't need that rush 
and he wasn't being sarcastic. It sounded kind of like that to me, but he was trying to appease. He was trying to help me make an excuse for myself to not do this thing that was quite uncomfortable that I was trying to cop out of. And then I, re- I thought about it for a second and I was like, I fucking do need this rush. Well, on the other hand, I he need- was also shining some kind of wisdom on it. Like you don't need it. You yeah, don't. I want it. And like, yeah, I, and so I literally did it at that moment. I was so happy that I did it. And whenever I get to the beach now, like with them, even if it's the summertime, like I just charge the water. I jump into it. <laughs> I don't think about if it's going to be uncomfortable because three seconds later I'm floating around. Even if it is 60 degrees, it's like, oh, it's a hot day out. And so there's like a, there's a, the, what, what we've been talking about this whole time, even though it's been scattered all across the board is this sense? I just gave it a nice bow. Buddy. The idea. I know. I'm, I'm about to take it. I'm about to take the lobster out of the bow. Oh shit! <laughs> this idea that this absolutism. There, it, there is many things involved in everything. There are. There are every. Anything isn't inherently bad or good. Your resistance isn't inherently bad or good. Your aggression isn't inherently bad or good. And if I had decided not to go into that water. Oak, that day, it would have been okay. I would have been honoring myself. You see what I'm saying? So it didn't matter. What I did didn't matter. How, what I believed about it is what mattered. And what we're talking about today is this idea of like forgetting, remembering, getting in, getting out, making the mistake, correcting the mistake, and never feeling like you've accomplished it. And people want the accomplishment. No. There's a Jimmy Eat World song. There's a band called Jimmy Eat World. And there's a new... A very, Good band. They're so great. Yeah. And uh, there's a new song they have on their new record. And they're still a, making music. Oh, dude. They're killing it. Oh, wow. They're killing it. And they've been, they've been a band that... had the Jimmy Eat World have, have been around since before they were really popular. They had bands... They had a, I, I saw them play in front of like 50 people at the First Unitarian Church when I was 16 in Philadelphia. And then a few... I think of them Six as like album, a in the middle, 2000 right? band. They've been around since forever. They had like an album called Clarity that was just- So mid-90s? Oh, yeah. Kind of? Okay. And, um, and they just, I can't remember when Clarity came out, but when I was in high school, it was incredible. They And they became, but anyway, so they have a lyric in their new song and a band that's been around for that long- that puts her out new music that still speaks to you and still speaks to me is like, their career is something I admire, but they ninety nine in Jim the singer sings in this thing. You when you when you start to love the work more than the reward, hmm. and that line fucked me up so much in such a great way because that's like what I'm trying to attain. Like I'm not trying to get anything. I want it, the process. Like I want the freezing cold to be what I want, not the thing that upsets me. You know, like I want the workout the strain, the sweat, like if you learn, it's like a very Buddhist way of thinking about it. If you become uncomfortable, like if you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, then you literally can outlast anybody and anything, you know, like you outlast yourself, your own endurance. You're always okay, you know? And so if you look at everything like that, where you just, you learn to love the work more than the reward, then you're always rewarded because you're in this, you know, but it's, you're never going to get it. You get it for a second. And then you lose it. And that's how it works. So instead of feeling bad about it when you lose it, you're like, oh, I fucking fucked up again and I'm in my head. It's like, celebrate that as well. Celebrate your mistakes. That's a kick-ass footnote because funny thing is the main reason we we get tripped up is arguably 
some sort of concept. Yeah, because like I don't want you to think I'm weak or I don't <laughs> want you to think I fucked up. But what if, what if I actually don't care? What if I want everybody to, what if my whole MO is, hey, we're doing this together. Watch me for the changes. Watch me. If I fuck up, don't do that. You know, like, what if we're like, what if we communicate like that? Where it's like, yeah, I'm not trying to worry about you. Like, I'm not trying to hide that I'm a drug addict or that I have mental health issues or whatever. Like, I want to talk about it so that we can come together and I don't have to feel fucking like lonely about it. And you don't have to feel lonely about it. And maybe we can make something cool with it. Like, maybe we make a cool podcast or we make a cool video or a cool song or whatever we can make in this world. Friendship. Well, some kind of creation, which is a beautiful point to... I mean, even just French, even a friendship is like a form of art and it gives back. It is. It's like a painting, Any, you know? It's create. like people witness friendships. It's like it, a good friend, being a good human being is being an artist. You're an art. Every human being is an artist, no matter what your job is. Just living how you wake up in the morning is how you, how you resolve stress. That's your art form. Every, every single person. Yeah, artist, and I think creativity is a is a simpler word, and um, obviously they go they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. I literally tell people that the whole like if you think of this kind of process that I've been outlining with real wellness and like the the if there is a goal, it's simply that you're creative. You're you feel creative, and you live a creative life yeah that is honestly the goal that you tap into your inherent creativity because <laughs> i don't really think you're fully alive if you're not and i don't think you're actually um experiencing what it really means to be human if you're not in some way creative i think that's why most adults end up like fantasizing about what it was like being a younger kid. Probably. You know? Um, because, yeah, that and the... Because when you're a kid, you're, yeah. <laughs> when you're a kid, you think like, oh, I get to play with all this freedom that adults have. But mm. just to get to be there, you have to give up all of it. So it's like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I want all this freedom so I can play with all these cool tools that I have. But in order to get to where that freedom is, they make you give up almost every one of those tools that you need to even enjoy it. And then when you get there, they're like, oh, with all this freedom you have, you actually have to work so that you can have the, the couple, these couple little things that you have left from childhood to enjoy. And then as you get older, it's just like shivels down to like my parents who just like, they eat, they talk about old times, they watch television. You know, they'll see a movie sometimes, but like... Really tempted to bring up what you said in the sauna, which oh, will take oh, us for a different dad, different direction. But dad dicks? Dad, your dad thing. <laughs> well, here, I want to add this one piece as well, which um, <laughs> I think this is a really nice way to understand I think we it. should also just resolve this to be a part one of a part two. Sure. Oh, no, I'm not trying to put any more... No, no, but I'm just saying this should probably be... This, we should do a multi-series. Yeah, <laughs> We're, count count me in. Um, back actually at high in high school where we uh, we didn't overlap, right? You graduated two thousand. I think I graduated, and then you hopped in. You graduated two thousand. Two thousand one. Yeah. Oh, okay. We had one year. Um, I took a world religions class in my senior year, and Le I was Leahy. Was it Leahy? Short so. lacrosse teacher. No, I never had him. Brother, the really. Weird guy, the uh, brother, yeah, that that showed you the wall. No, it was somebody else. I'm, I'll Bro try, brother Joe. It wasn't a brother. Okay, because bro did you have brother Joe? 
don't remember. Oh, because if you missed out on Brother Joe, dude, it's a bum out because he was the best. Because <laughs> he honestly, he wasn't, he's not human. I don't Something remember up him. with Brother Joe. He, I think he might have been an actual cyborg. Like, <laughs> I don't know what his deal was. We watched Pink Floyd's The Wall yeah. in our World Religions class twice. Nicoletti. Oh, Mr. Nicoletti was the shit. Nicoletti, that's Nicoletti what was. was cool. So, because I don't remember Joe. We won't get too far. Oh, no, I, I, Memory lane for part two. But Nicoletti introduced me to Taoism. Yeah. Okay? And I, that's why I love Nicoletti. And I really enjoyed the whole class, but uh, it, it, it definitely informed what I went on to study in college. And Taoism was a major, a major piece of it. That's and the, cool, man. Well, Wu Wei, W-U-W-E-I, I didn't realize how much I would end up kind of organizing my life with that principle, but I think it's honestly one of the most important principles I've ever learned. There's a lot of translations for it, but the one that I, the way that I really like to present it is to neither condemn nor condone, like to live without condemning or condoning, to mm -hmm. act without condemning or yeah, condoning. I like that. But you realize how hard it is. Yeah. You realize how much of a challenge that is. Yeah. You it's know the story about the farmer? Which one? Who gets the horse? Yeah. The Zen thing? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's my talk. I, that's like, I try to be that guy. It's a beautiful so parable. As soon as I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm like, we'll see. Is it? And we're like, oh, this is awful. Is it? And it probably could be, and I think it, obviously, it's good There's to get- There's nothing wrong with either of those It's things. good to get excited. I think it just speaks to the excessive, I think it's, it, all we're talking about is possibilities. You need to be aware of why you're excited. Exactly. Am I excited because I'm or about to get this thing shit. that makes me feel good about myself? Why does it make me feel good? Why do I need, why do I think, I, you know, yeah. awareness is what I'm coming That's in here for. That's where you get lost in your head. I'm not coming in here to look like anybody. I want to be aware of my body. And what my body was telling me was you need to exercise me heavy, more and more consistently. And so- I found my way to a place. And I literally, I've been coming here for a while because of Sandy. Like, I just know this area. I know this, oh, yeah. you know, thing. And I think I'm actually going to run into the, not that right now, but like I hit up my buddy this week and I was like, hey, he, go, he goes in there. I'm like, let's get a workout in one day this week. You know? I, uh, and oh, I, here? Yeah. I'm, oh, no, <sighs> no, Ed, I, I might run in there one day. You, Sandy. At Sandy's. All right, so let's go. How much time do you have? It's three thirty. Three thirty. Do you have to get going? Let's do. Let's do like another twenty-five minutes. I think. Okay, let's. Make sure, this is. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm good here. Yeah, check. Okay, my son has called me twice. Uh oh. That's okay. We're good for now. All right, we'll make sure we're done. I'll, I'll let us. I'll let you know when it's ten off. Without naming names. Um. Although I doubt anyone that mattered would hear this, but right. yeah, you know, in, in that category. But, uh, you know, I, I, let's, let's talk current shit. Let's talk, let's yeah. talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Had no plans to, but let's do it. Yeah. Cause we've done this beautiful, like part one, part two, yeah. borderline part three, but we've tiptoed back. Cause I, I still don't know what the hell happened a year ago, Yeah, but ha you'll tie it in somehow. Maybe yeah. it'll be like the, okay. the, the finale. I don't know. Whatever. Plan your set, buddy. <laughs> But I want to know, because you've heard me describe something in that yeah. con context about like, what, what are you, what are you seeing with, where are you with the vaccine or, uh, so where I, do you think, where do you see this going? 
You're a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> flattery, flattery will will get me to suck your dick. <laughs> uh, but I will I will tell you that right now I I'm not updating my OS because mm. I don't want to deal with the bugs that are going to come with the first update. I'm going to wait until they get the bugs figured out and I'm going to see what those are. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about the OS. I think they arrive. I think people are almost yeah. ready to They're, take they, them. They like did a video of them they giving it arrived. to somebody. Um, I am scared. And I'm scared because I don't... This is going to be the most controversial thing we've talked about. I don't <laughs> trust the government at all. And I want to because I want things to get back to normal. Um, and I want to... No, you don't. I you do, mean it in some ways. I want things to get to a place where I can see my mom and dad. And I want to be able to go jump into the crowd again at a concert. And not you know, be afraid. And not be afraid that yeah. I'm killing somebody on top of just like breaking their neck when I jump on them. And I want people to not be worried about good gathering to, to, to protest or to celebrate live music or stuff like that. But the awareness that's come with all that, this stuff is great. But I, I also... I'm going to be, I don't, it's, it's hard for me not to be skeptical when I see, okay, so it's a different, it's a different virus completely. And I'm not trying to act like I know anything, but AIDS has been an epidemic for such a long time, such a long time. And people are now, there's some great medications or whatever. And in one year, in one year, we have gotten a, a possible vaccine for this thing that's a virus. And I start thinking like, well, I wonder if like straight white people like had to deal with like the AIDS thing and how quick the fucking vaccine for that would have been discovered or if there was. And I start wondering about shit like that. I start wondering about how, you know, um, minorities were injected with actual fucking terrible shit, you know, um, just to study them, you know, and said they were given vaccines for things and then given like smallpox or like agent orange or something i don't know enough about it specifically to say like it's specifically what People they gave but it. it's an actual Syphilis thing that, even. an actual thing that happened and so i have people i need to consult and i want to just try to inform myself a lot more but i'm a little nervous about it it doesn't seem it seems like okay I want to wait for the thing. Like, I want to wait for the thing that doesn't need to be kept in freezing thing and then you have to get five times. Like, maybe if we waited another year, we'd get something that was better, like 99% efficient. Like, everybody's like, it's 94%. Like, that little time, I don't know. I don't know anything about medicine. I, like I said, I smoked crack out of somebody's asshole before. So And you seem okay. I think that's why I have the antibodies. I think that's why I got the antibodies, <laughs> to be totally honest. Not trying to recommend it for anybody. I'm just saying what's worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> well, it was the Bay Area, I believe. But um, you could go find them. Right? <laughs> it's a big bay. It's funny. It was like down the street from the police station, too. It was like literally right in front of a cop. But, anyways, um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And, well, I think, and I think the... I'm okay to say that. I yeah, just don't know. I'm scared. Yeah. That's why I'm at with it. I'm scared. I want it to go. I want things to get better. I want people to be safe and healthy. I want people to be able to protest and be able to go to concerts and do stuff, stuff like that. But I, I certainly, I don't want to also take something that's going to like be, I don't want to jump the gun. 
you know, we're jumping guns uh, right. over here. Yeah. We're jumping guns yeah. over here. I'm going to get shot in the dick. That's yeah. like where I don't want to get shot. Like one of the, my most not want to get shot places. I think you're in good company, and I'll, I'll put myself in that camp as well, which is- Of not wanting to get gener- shot in the dick. Not wanting to jump the gun. <laughs> um, but it's also obvious why, well, there are two, two things to add to the mix. One, the obvious one is, I can completely understand why a lot of people want to have a vaccine yeah. and why they would relate to that as a step in the right direction. Completely understood, completely empathize with that. It would be silly not to. That doesn't bother me, actually. Yeah. What actually bothers me is people who essentially understand what you just said and even probably agree with it, but are so convinced yeah. that it's bad. And they're not even the like obviously radical cuckoo, yeah. borderline QAnon conspiracy theorist. They're people who, I guess they're finding their well, you know voice so we in talked this about time. It, we talked about education, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that there's a parallel there because not being educated myself on vaccine stuff, like I've gotten vaccinated, I've gotten my children vaccinated. There's a couple things that I didn't do because of recommendations, we've but I got most of done them. The, yes, and with Griffin, and, we've just spread it out. Yeah, totally. The, we did the same thing with all of our kids. We mm-hmm. didn't do like every, we didn't go in one day for the vaccination day and give them like fucking 50 fucking booster shots. Or yeah, we just spread it. Ari's never been vaccinated. But, yeah, okay. So I, I, don't, I don't have like a, I, I need to do more research on all those things. Um, but I, I, I would... I'm not going to go, I believe, I do believe in science, you know, and I will, well, I will, I will go, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to be, and I'm not going to also say that I don't think that there are some things that are pro- like, you know, not knowing all the stuff that are in all the vaccines and how it all works. Yeah. It's there not, might be not some, believing science. It's yeah, not trusting. Yeah. It's hard. For, well, here's the thing is like, so everything that I've been raised around has been like this trust based on like, well, we're, I'm being sold this idea of something. Okay. And so a lot of the things that I've been sold on from the get from my life have been things where I'm like, fuck this. And so I like to take a look at everything like that. So it's like, how are the vaccines and how does that vibe play into how I want to live my life and and how I want to question things. And I think I've done enough research to feel comfortable with it. And I have enough personal experience. Do I know everything? No, I, but, um, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, you know, yeah. and I don't have anything against anybody that is either. I, I don't know. And I think my biggest strength is my ability to say, I don't fucking know, man. I need to find out more. And I think if the people who are either on en- either end of the extreme, I think that the, the hard thing is, is that nowadays, if you want to do the information to find out, to get educated, there's a lot of people being like, that's a lie. Yeah. That's fake information. Dude, this is it. And so now this convoluted sets of being like, oh shit, I don't know what to believe ever. It's hard to get educated for people. So they just, they cling to this emotional charge of like, this is going to give you autism. Or like, this is going to like, or if you don't do this, then you're a fucking asshole to society. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't even have a place where we can come together and make find an ag- a, a solid agreement for those people. You know, we can't, we can't our education system's so fucking whacked. How are we raising people in this culture to trust the science that we're funding? 
Yeah. And that that's obviously, well, maybe it wasn't obvious, but I appreciate how quickly we kind of got to the point there, which is it's, that's the sad part. I actually, it, it's sad. I find it, it's almost depressing. If anything depresses, if I feel depressed when I see something, it's like, wow, you're so close-minded, but you have convinced yourself that you're the most most open-minded person because of this weird programming that you've (laughs) unintentionally allowed for yourself. Like there is a, it again, echoing Wu Wei. It's It's a a rigidity. It is. And it feeds feeds on itself. Yeah. It's, um, again, Wu Wei. You can't come into the gym like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. Like you got to come in saying like, I'm going to be part of Colin's dream today. And if Colin wants me to do push-ups or like whatever, like I'm going into that zone, you know? And I, I think that that sort of connects to the way you think about other people too. Like the compassion sense of thinking. Very like, much so. If you're able to keep that awareness that while you are experiencing everything from your perspective, that that is not the reality, which is that we're a functioning entity as a group. So even though I'm experiencing everything from my perspective and I'm seeing you right here from my eyes, from this view, that we are very much the same thing, uh, connect interconnected. You're, you know what I mean? Like there's not that much that differentiates how you're seeing the world and hearing my voice. I hear your world and see your voice where... We're just like, we're like professionals at separating ourselves from each other. That's like what we do from the, the get. But the fact is, is that you and me are like, and, and humanity, we're all very much just like part of the same little wave or like the ocean, you know, like a, like a drop of rain in the ocean is a part of it. We're just flowing and, and coming and going and fucking up and feel and hardening and softening. And this capacity to think about it can make us very sick. And so there's like a balance in that too. So it's like, you have to use this to make sure you're safe, but you also have to, and I'm pointing toward my dome right now for everybody that's just listening to this. But I think you also have to get out of that completely too. And so the trick is having to go back and forth between both. And um, yeah, that's a trick. It's just a little trick. And it's not meant, I don't think that, I don't think I get worked up very easily about things and I think that those moments, like when you were saying not to get into the ice all, <sighs> I have to remember to calm myself when I get excited. It's as an addict also, I get, when I get really happy is when I'm dangerous. It's not when I'm super depressed and I'm going to, that's when I'm going to go out. It's when everything is awesome and I'm good and I've earned some freedom and I'm doing my best. That's when I feel like I'm the most danger, like, meh. You know, like, I'm going to celebrate. I'm just going to do one, you know? And I don't have a relationship with myself that's, I don't think, ever going to be good enough for me to explore those things again without it being too self-destructive. But Yeah, like, the next day, you'll be shit. You'll just be a mess. I, it, and with opiates, dude, it's crazy. It's not like a hangover, like... You just reminded me of the Lego song. Dude, you're, oh, everything is awesome. That song. <laughs> yeah, I and, love Tegan and, and Sarah. Your use of the word freedom is very relevant too. It's so it's so shitty, dude. You're you're depressed. It's like a depression. It's not like even a hangover. It's there's a physical thing to it, but there's also like this feeling like your parents just told you they didn't care about you anymore. Like it's like a weird depression. It's hard to. Our concept of freedom. Curious what you, how this lands with you, is perhaps the most relatable danger. Like there's a lot of things we've talked about that are 
I don't know if they're that relatable to most people, or at least not a. Yeah, they're relatable, but they're not. Not the surface. As movie. yeah, not as surfacey as what I think is pretty understandable. Like our concept of freedom is pretty risky. Yeah, and I'm willing to even say dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're waiting. For, I'm surprised you're waiting no, for listen, me to continue. I'm listening. Oh, good. <sighs> of course. Okay. So, all right. I'll I'll actually secrets out the book I'm writing, and I am literally writing it. I'm. It's the intro is right there. I'm I'm plugging away at it, uh, and it's really flowing. I'm very very happy about it, and it's fun. I've given it this title, The Tyranny of Freedom. And part of what, <laughs> because what I consistently see is that uh, the, if not the, the main thing, the, maybe the thing that's most provocative about how we're tripping ourselves up and getting in our own way, like trying to hike a mountain with your shoes tied together is something I often say, is our idea that freedom is the most important thing. Now, I do agree, freedom is good. And by no means would I ever want to suggest that I'm not grateful for the quote unquote freedom we have as an saying. American. I know what you're saying. But if all we if we prioritize the ability to just do and believe, most importantly, believe whatever you want, there's no no way that it's not gonna be dysfunctional. To be able to just think and act in whatever way you want without a sense of context, without a sense of responsibility for your relationship to everything is obviously dangerous and and destructive, obviously. I think it's also impossible. Long-term, well, what do you mean by that? I mostly just mean we need to recognize that the way we use our freedom is childish. It's immature. Okay. The I, way that we use our freedom is primarily un- I, I, underdeveloped. I feel like we I can f- do better. I feel like I know what you're getting at. Yeah. And um, there, I don't think that there exists. I think that the idea of this this person that just does whatever they want and just does whatever um, because of the idea of freedom is actually trapped themselves because... That's a lot of people though. Yeah. Okay, so, but in are you really being free as if you're just living in opposition to a... Um, in opposition of the status quo? You're controlled by whatever the status quo is. Whatever that is, you have to go against that because you're fighting for freedom. But in a sense, you're painting yourself into a corner because you can't ever know what you're going to be complicit toward and how it's going to drive you. You know what I mean? If, if everybody's fighting for peace, okay, then you're like idea, uh, well, uh, no, I want war. Like the, but the, that's not being free. You can't have it all. You know what I mean? Like... Free speech doesn't come along with, you well, know. Even Mother Teresa had the best line about fighting for peace. Mar- you know. What? No, she didn't want to fight for peace. Yeah. She, what, oh, I get, I get it. Like, <laughs> she's not fighting for peace. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's like weird. It's, it's a strange thing. So it's like there is no such thing as. <sighs> Here, another, another way of looking at it. The secret meaning of freedom is 
organization. Yes, exactly. It's exactly. Order. That's all it is. Or, and in chaos, there is order. That's why I refer to it as skeletal organization. Yeah. 100%. Like, 100%. look, you can do this. You have the quote unquote freedom to do it this yeah. way. Just understand this is what's going to happen. For myself, for my own <laughs> discipline, for my own discipline practices, I need limitations. And I also but need this is fluidity. Just semantic, but this I is need now solidity. It's just semantics. I need fluidity. And I need there sometimes to be an overwhelming sense of either one on each side. Sometimes I need more fluidity. Sometimes I need more rigidity. Now we've come full circle. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And that, that is exactly what I'm referring to, the whole point. That's the whole kit and caboodle because, and it, it really just does come down to that, those simple principles, understanding it and recognizing, being able to edu educate each other and educate yourself over and over again. Like, oh, oh, wait, I just did it again. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Step okay. Back. Yeah. And so as, oh, okay. as men, <laughs> as a man growing up in this world, I've felt so difficult at being able to say, I fucked up. I was wrong. It's like so hard well, for me. I thought, you know what? Catholic I was wrong. I was wrong. The way I was thinking was wrong. And I fucking fucked up. And, and here's why I was thinking that way. And here's why I was so wrong. And here's how I can change that. Like I'm, people are so afraid of that. I am so afraid of that. And, and honestly, embracing that and sort of being like, I'm going to be fearless at that. And I'm going to be in a good example of somebody who can fuck up and get up and, and, and say, hey, I fucked up. And this is why I fucked up. And this is what I'm doing to, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I, I reserve the right to contradict myself if it, it, if it keeps me on a constant path of growth. I'm not going to worry about contradicting what I said yesterday as long as I'm like getting better as a human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're hitting on the- uh, Don't you think people do that sometimes though? It's like, well, I'm just like this now. Like I'm just right wing now. Like I'm just <laughs> left wing now. Like I have to be like, oh, and then certain things. It's like, no, man, I just want to, I mean, what I really want is crazy. I just want to, I, I do want to go back to all the, I want to have a big hippie commune. That's what I want. I want the hippie commune. I, I want everyone to love each other. do. Well, good. yes, of course. I think that, honestly, I think the American government, I think all the stuff in the government, this is what I think they need to do. I think they need to go and they need to get all of the Native American tribal council people that are still around, that they haven't destroyed. I think that they need to invite them all to the White House. I think they need to hand over everything. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> now you, we, we're, we're our bad. You do things now. And then do like, let's figure out how to do this. And I feel like it would take a week for them to be like a week to be like, okay, this is how we're going to try some shit out. This is how we're going to try it out. <laughs> and I think things, people would probably be able to get on board with it. I think people would immediately be like one way or the other, but I like, there's things about agriculture, industry, whatever, that they're fundamentally have been taken care of before we even start colonizing this shit and destroying them. And so like, even like the, the, the fires, California, back in the day, we took all this land from them and then said, oh, the shit that you've been doing to help avoid these forest fires, which are controlled fires, you can't do that shit anymore. And we're taking all your shit that we gave you a couple years before. And now everybody's sitting around being like these fires and how do we help the fires and whatever. And literally there are men and women and on, on reservations being like, we fucking did this for years and it wasn't an issue. We took care of the forests and now we're not allowed to. And you stole all of our shit and we can't even fucking tell any stories about it. That would be my thing. If I was going to make that call, like if my 
my fuck. If I needed a plumber, I'd call a plumber. You know, I feel like when I fix this country, we should give it back to the people that had it first and then see what their call is. And then when they're like, all right, kill all the white people. I'm like, all right, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what needs to happen. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> don't oh. make that the sound bite. No, no. <laughs> kill, and, then, and then Anthony was like, kill all the white people. And I was like, oh, man. And then they said goodbye. All and right. then Colin never called me again after that. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> but who knows? I don't know. I've, I've honestly wondered, like, if shit gets crazy. It's a radical idea, but if, it If has shit gets crazy in this world and there is, like, some kind of a thing, like, yeah, I, I would rather ta- I would rather be killed for standing up for for equality by by I would rather be like if if it became this thing where because there has been so much oppression and colonization because of white people that all of a sudden there was this thing where it was like all right fucking everybody that looks like us is going to be under attack now I would just have to deal with that and that and that would be something that it wouldn't it's like I can't dude the pendulum has to swing back in the other direction and even though you want to say who's innocent and who's not I don't know but I've literally somebody came, I had an argument with somebody where I was like property damage is not violence and they were like somebody came to fuck your house up and all this shit just because and I was like honestly dude Every dollar I've ever spent in my life, every breath I've breathed in this world has been complicit toward violence toward other people that I haven't had to deal with. So maybe that's what has to happen. I'm not going to put myself or my kids in this column that's exempt from what might have to happen in this world. I I don't want that. Nobody wants that. A lot of people are calling for it right now. Like there needs to be a super war. There needs to be violence. Those are people that have probably never experienced real violence and that don't know what it would be like to have brothers killing each other and, and and have families and and what that type of fucking shit really means these are fucking people that that um that i think just need connectivity but that they think that they're gonna they're gearing up to fight the libs or they're fighting the right wing or whatever and it's like dude honestly we got to be talking about how we can forgive each other and how we can work together on making shit sustainable that's it that's it it's not like oh yeah you're bigger you're fighter you're the, 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 the. Can we just make things sustainable so that all of our kids are cool? Like, so we have like a future, like believe whatever the fuck you want. You know, like, can we just make shit cool? Like the earth is dying. Can we make sure that's cool? People are fucking getting killed. Like, can we make sure some things are, you know, we're so busy fucking like working for our oppressors. We're so busy sticking up for them. Like we're like their henchmen, you know, like fighting for them to stay divided People need to get together, man. People need to start sucking each other's dicks more. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, because... I could tell. That's why it's, <laughs> That's... this is what's going to happen at the end of you every, to... at the end of every one of my rants, there's a blowjob. <laughs> you have to get going. From me. Uh, don't let my kids listen to this. Begrudge... No, they're going to hear it anyway. Mm, I don't know about that. Begrudgingly, <laughs> they'd have to... They'd have to want to. When hear. I hear that all the blowjob references are just going to, they're going to be bleep. And there's going to be a bleed over. And they'll be like, what the fuck was he talking about? This is probably going to be the most enjoyable one for Lorenz to, um, <laughs> to edit. For Lorenz and Joe to edit. And only, you got to go, right? Yeah, but I'm, we're not, we can, we can wrap it up. I'm, I am no, told we're my leaving kids I was going to take them to, um, to a skate park today. Yeah, the sun so finally fucking work to do. Out, so it's good. I got so much work to do. It's fucking crazy, but it's all fun shit. And I get hyped up 
because I'm like, oh, I have to sing. I have to send this to the band before so they know that I'm not getting high. I have to send this to them so they know that I'm care. And I have to, and I'm like, I, all day long, I'm like. That sounds like a deeper conversation about. Let's like, go for part two. Part two band stuff. Dude. But uh, you do got to go, right? Yeah, well, we can, we can, we can go. We can take our time. Another, another half an hour. Do, let's do another 10 minutes. Let's give it another 10 minutes. Okay. I was All waiting right. to see if I got a thousand calls from it, but I'm just not, respecting your time, buddy. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we're not there yet. I feel like we need another 10. Okay. I, okay. Then I'm going to slow down. Cause I thought I might need, I thought I needed to wrap it up there. Um, but you said a lot. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> it's the coffee. It's the coffee in the uh, lion's mane. I gave him some. I shouldn't have given him coffee. I'm telling you this. One, yeah, I get a little coffee him. and a little lion's mane, maybe some chaga. Did I give you lion's mane? No, I took it. I, I take did. it every day. We have some. I didn't oh, give I it, love it so okay. much. I take a little maca. Yeah. My shit keeps your libido going, up. dude. Oh, my, that's actually the <clears throat> maca is annoying. Because I'm literally like, it's your I'm literally pumping. walking around with a boner all day long. It's just it's you know when I'm just. You did not have a boner today. When the, I saw well, you. the cold water does. It's the great equalizer. It's the great equalizer in all ways. It, it turns is every boner equalizer. into a vagina. Right. That's what I want you to say. Anthony, that's what I want this clip to be like. The ice <laughs> turns every boner into a vagina. The big talk about gender and existentialism with the... <laughs> with the what? With the guy. With the guy the, from... from... The band from Doylestown. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Best way to segue into this. The Pope. One of the best things I've read this year was the Pope's latest, I think it's called encyclical. Mm -hmm. Fratelli Tutti. It basically means like brotherly love. Kick-ass read. You, you should, honestly, anybody who has gotten this far in the episode, please read it. Fratelli Tutti. It's so fucking good. And I like this Pope. I by no means have any like general interest in Catholicism and certainly not mm -hmm. most Popes and certainly not um, would I ever promote Catholicism? Hell no. Yeah. But I, like you, was raised in that tradition. I have a an interest in some of the yeah. traditions. Yeah. Just obviously blanket footnote. Of course, the church has done all kinds of horrible things. But this Pope is pretty cool. And he continues to back that up. It's a great read, and it really is actually what you just said. Let's let's try to just recognize that we're all one family at the end of the day. All of the things that we allow to get in the way, we really just need to stop. Like we need to be willing yeah. to be mature enough to say. That's just going to get in the way of this whole human exploration as a family. It's so obnoxiously simple, but for God's sake, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he writes, it's, a, it's almost a book, what he wrote. It's pretty long. I guess it is a book, you could say, because it is long enough to be a book. Um, but that's the, sim that's the summary. Yeah. Look, humanity. There are a lot of things that we get caught up in and, and obsess over and a lot of excessive tendencies that are really just obnoxiously in the way of enjoying this journey together. And the only way forward is to look at each other as brothers and sisters. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Literally. That's it. Like, that's it. I know it sounds, I mean, and it anything, sounds minimalistic, but imagine if you just treated every single human in your life, regardless how they treat you, sure, and like that's they good, were your friend yeah. or your family that you love and care about, that you want good things to happen to. Yeah, and just recognize all of the ways that you allow yourself to be hijacked. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. Just come back to that. So when I made that example about me and you in the grocery store and how I do yeah. that with people, the reality of it is I just want to be loved by people. So and to love. Well, yes, it's both, both it things. Both. So when I see somebody and I do that in my head, it literally is just driven from a place of like fear that I'm not willing, I'm not going to be able to accept love and I'm not going to be able to give love. And that no, you know, and I think that if, if people... Like a like the cold is the common denominator. If people like if the fucking meteor was coming down, you know, and people were together, we could probably find a common denominator pretty easy. But this game of life is so it's so intoxicating and it's so shiny. Well, we we get tricked. let it be that way. We have yeah. to take responsibility. It's what, fun. Well, it's fucking fun. Well, man. hang on, hang on. What you were it's saying great. earlier about because it was a pretty neat idea the letting indigenous folk kind of run the show for a bit. There's a lot of provocative con um, imagery that comes with that. And it implies, of course, we've the quote unquote white people and white men, so to speak, the white patriarchy is just a big disaster. And all we've done is fuck up. And I largely understand the arguments. I think I do understand the arguments that suggest that the white patriarchal patriarchy, so to speak, has um, has got to go. And <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I get it. There's a, a primary issue that it's like, has- It's very mathematical. Well, hang, hang on. There's <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this one thing has been happening for so long, we need to shift the equation so that we can get a different outcome. But we have to be very specific and we're not, I don't think enough people have hit the nail on the head as to what the primary problem is. Because it's now at the point, hang on. Yeah, yeah, hang I'm on listening, I'm sorry. It's now at the point, <laughs> you gave me 10 more minutes. It's now at the point where it's not just a white male problem. The problem is something that everybody, like I was saying, we can all get hijacked in this one way, yeah. which is to think, again, today this is possible. Before, of course, it was definitely, it's clear that mostly white males were probably doing it. But now we all have to recognize that it's it's a tendency that's built into the yeah. system, which is to think that we have to be in control and yeah. have control over ourselves and each other and everything around us. That's interesting. Well, that is, I think, what drove, and it's rooted in Christianity, not to say that Christianity is all bad, but there is a, Ten, there is a way that that's dr what drove it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the story, the old story, was I believe to that if you're not, if you don't have power over, you need to get it. And see, but there's the trick right there because when someone's telling you, you need to go get power, they're literally turning the volume down on what you, the power you have, they're tricking you don't have the thing that you have. It's a salesman trick. Right, that's why I say that, we have to be careful no matter how we that's reorganize like, things. That's why I feel like religion Anybody's susceptible people. to that like, now. <laughs> oh, dude, we are so, like- Anybody is susceptible to that. Me too. 
the women, the non-binary. We all want something to- The Native Americans. Anybody susceptible to it now. It's not a white male problem anymore. Okay, so- The history is important. I don't think that there- I'm not saying that there's like a, a problem- it is everybody's problem. I think that there isn't, like when a when a plane crashes, they don't say, up oh, the wing fell off. It's like there's a series of events that leads up to what happens. And they say when a plane crashes, like they, it's not like they're going to say, up oh, this happened. It's like there's a series of things that led up to the things that happened for the plane crash. And so what has happened, I think, is that there's a series of things that have allowed for what our current state of affairs are and the way that we operate as as people, humans on this planet. And I think that, like, it's not necessarily a white male problem, but there are factors. Like, okay, mathematically, it's like, okay, if if we've been letting this group make most of the, the order and this group is particularly exempt from certain types of, like, maybe it's unfair. So like looking at things like that, where it's like, we don't need to put blame on anybody. It doesn't need to be a problem. Does it, we all, this world is, is literally. I'm I'm not negating the history though. No, but I think what you're saying is right. I think what you're saying is right. And is that there is a problem. The problem is that the earth is dying. We're killing ourselves. We're killing each other. And that in order to, to, to change those things and to find commonality that we might need to look at how we've been raised on how we look at each other in those ways. And that's that's going to take, like you said, like it's going to take education and unlearning things, you know, because there's like natural defense mechanisms that I think that we're just like all taught as kids that are like normal and that, that, that probably are more, me- have more mental health stuff around them that needs to get looked at, but it's like such a taboo thing, but it's like, we're almost all very, we're all very sick. Yeah, and I want to qualify two things. The, of course, the history is black and white. Yeah, and I mean that, pun intended. Yeah, and white and other. Of course, those aspects of the historical understanding are accurate. I'm not negating. Yeah. any of. I that. didn't really. I didn't think you were doing that. Good. I just got that yeah, sense yeah. like, oh, oh, fuck. Better be careful. Yes. And you should be careful. Yeah. It is important to be careful. If you're not careful, you're being reckless, and that's shitty. (laughs) I am focusing on something that's less obvious, which is the following. When I said that the Christian part is relevant, it's relevant in a very specific way. The thing that drove the Europeans, if you will, in a unique way was the idea that what mattered was earning something other than life on earth, achieving, essentially seeing earth and life as a human on earth as a means to an end. Mm -hmm. That's the unique viral concept that drove the quote unquote white men, the Europeans. Okay. Me, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. As a like, just it does. It actually, that's it, the viral. It's, it actually that makes was the driver. It makes sense as to why things were so very much like conquer. Yes, exactly. Because because <laughs> to them they didn't give a fuck. Because, no, like they were going to heaven. Because we're going to be, heaven. Yeah, it's like that's so, exactly. That you. scares me more. That's what I'm okay, pointing if out. If you're fighting over money, 
a war over I just wanted to highlight no, that. No, yeah, totally. Like, that's the thing that scares me most about war and about what's going on because, like, there's, like, principles behind people being like, okay, well, we're fighting you and we're going to take your money and we're going to have more power than you and then we have the power. But when people are fighting over religion, that's the scary thing because it's like there's literally no For holes. For the glory there's, of God. There's no, there's no morals. There's no, like, well, I'm not, you know, we're fighting over oil and we're fighting over this and that, but it's like, there's literally nothing. There, like, there's nothing holding. Like, you don't want to go, if you're fighting for oil, you're not going to go in and bomb the shit out of it and take out, you want to go in and make the oil good. You know, you're, if you're fighting for resources, you're, you're still protecting the resources. If you're fighting for God, you're okay to just demolish a per, people and cultures. And that's what happened, dude. No, we're basically still crusaders. We're still yeah, basically. I mean, so much art, so much information. I mean, even think about the Vatican has like, you know how much money in gold is at the Vatican? And diamonds. Right. It's crazy. Oh, my God. I think that if the Vatican sold their fucking gold roof and some of the diamonds on some of this shit, they actually could feed all the hungry people in the world. Like, it, it's like a thing for, like, years. Right. But, like, yeah. so it's like I love the Pope. And I do love – there's aspects of Christianity that make me, like, enticed just because it's like, oh, yeah, this is fundamental. Like, this has been yeah. going around since Egypt. Love your neighbor. Since, yeah. Uh, um, you know, don't steal, you know, things like that. But there's also this weird, like, I think I have weird feelings with the church. And I think it was had to do with high school too. But I just, I think they're the Antichrist. <laughs> like the Antichrist they teach about. Like, I think they are like that. <clears throat> you might be Click. right. <laughs> no, no. You know, because they teach, the way they teach it, it's like, wait, that's you. That's you right now. Like it is metaphorically, it makes yeah, sense. Like yeah, like they're going out telling everybody they're the savior. They're they're you know it's money driven. It's it's like a weird thing, um, but the fundamental beliefs behind the love thy neighbor, the the you know the idea that Jesus was very punk in a lot of the things they wrote about him, where he was like fucking turning the tables over at the market, telling people to sell all their shit. You don't fucking need anything. All you need is love. All you need is you know like feeding people with not all that stuff. I love that. Yeah, the, the non It's the people who started molesting children and course, killing right. and killing people and all that shit that it's like hard for me to be like, "Mom, what the hell? Like how do you Well, the if distinct... Target was molesting children and, and like yeah. hiding it, you'd be like, "I'm not going to Target anymore." <laughs> right, right. Well, the distinction is we getting into Christianity specifically is something I'd really like to be able to do in fact. Yeah. But it is your your clock. I think. We should go. Okay. But the the key distinction for future conversations is I think best understood as Jesus, the human versus Jesus, the quote unquote Christ, the right. savior and the human. Like if you're really curious about any, for anybody understanding the, I think the, what helped me feel more at home with Jesus as even, whether he even existed, which is large, like, not even necessarily true. Yeah. Um, but the story itself, I like The Last Temptation of Christ, kick-ass book so and movie, a great movie, but also the book Zealot, which is more recent. And yeah, Jesus wanted a very, if, if there is any, if there was actually a human, like you said, punk. I think there was. An activist, very specifically think, trying to change life on earth. Yes, He's like a, trying to a, tell people like, hey, fuck the Romans, dude. Fuck money. Fuck this game they're trying to get. You don't need to be a slave to them. Yes, he was, he was a was, Jew. He was a punk, <laughs> dude. He was a Jew. And that's what it's like, it's like weird. People don't, my parents, like when you say stuff like them, like Jesus was a Jew, they they get weird about it. Like my parents were Catholic, 
but they were also like they when they would talk about Hanukkah, they would whisper talk about somebody who's Jewish. You know what I mean? Like they was like <laughs> and like they were weird. Like they like they didn't teach like inclusion inclusion like like they didn't teach like this same. It's strange. But the point is, it was a def- he was defending an a possibility on Earth. People also like they they did twists. Yes, he wasn't saying that's the kingdom of God is at hand. Yes, it's not when you die. It's not later. It's when two or more are gathered in your name. No, you know it's, it's they literally teach that. It's like it's not it's about your experience here, now on Earth. This that's what when I love that thing about where they say the kingdom of God is at hand because that's what it is. It's not heaven is not heaven is what you make of this dimension, this simulation that we're in right now. You make this what it is. You want it to be great, it could be great. You want it to be a nightmare, it's a nightmare. You know, and I I get confused sometimes. I'm making it a nightmare. Sometimes I make it great. Sometimes I jump in an ice bath. Sometimes I go skating. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to stay alive here and stay connected to my people. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm glad to have you a, as a, a person. Amen, brother. And the the war, the primary quote unquote war, is with life on Earth. Yeah, we need to reconcile the yeah. ways in which we don't prioritize being now yeah. in these bodies on earth that's the initial i think that's the foundational battle that's why i always loved that war is over if you want it hell yeah you know what i mean because that's such a if you want it is such a brilliant thing oh it's a good preface to go in and celebrating christmas buddy yeah i do that you see that i'm very organized with my disorganization <laughs> <clears throat> so much is that you know so much of what i was dealing with with my shit this year is just like hey do i want to stay bummed out because it's if you know how is this working for me you know the state of mind that i'm in and why would i want to conserve it you know and part of the ice and part of this and part of just is just growth and trying to change and wanting to say like okay this is something that makes me uncomfortable and it seems kind of absurd but i'm attracted to this this to whim and i'm attracted to the people that i know that do it and i want a piece of that and so i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to invest in myself a little bit. And part of doing that is you have to, you have to be vulnerable in order to invest yourself, you know, and you, if you want to really do it. And so part of that is allowing to get pushed a little bit and allowing to open up a little bit to another person. I think that fundamentally does actually wrap up what we've been talking about this whole time is that in coming together, whether it's two men coming to share time together at the gym or whether it's two people having a Skype or whether it's two people at the grocery store having like eye contact and, and, and a moment of like compassion for one another for something. That is what we need. We know we need it. We don't need to dissect why we need it. We don't need to dissect like what happened to get to this point. We have to fucking stop worrying about all the shit that's keeping it. We have to get, it's, it's meteor about to hit the earth time. And we need to get to that place where it's like, we need to really let all of the shit that we can let slide about all the bullshit that our human avatars keep up go so that we can come together and comfort each other in these last hours of this burning planet. <laughs> Mike Did he make this? dropped. I'm hitting stop. Okay, what did you think? 
Should we do another? Part one of however many we can, we feel inspired to do, huh? That was great. Thank you again, Anthony. And I hope anybody who's listening feels uh, inspired to comment and share their their two cents uh, with regard to anything we spoke about, because it's all it's all good. So please um, let me know what you think. I'll leave you with that. Thanks for listening, Anthony. You're a delight. See you again soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Till next time.